Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. This is episode 234. Are you ready to chase your lion? Definitely a different type of title, isn't it? But there is a reason for it, so stay tuned. A few years back, I was working a job that I, I really did like. I liked the job. But I knew that God was calling me to move away from it. I didn't know if it was for a season of life or for a lifetime. And I, as I sit here, I I began to think about the Facebook graphic that I put up on January one of the next year, which is when I really knew that I was jumping headlong into the unknown. And that was such a unique season of my life where I was working PRN for the company that I had worked for full-time before. And that that was a time where it was almost feast or famine where I might be on the road for a few months at a time. And I was thriving in many ways. I was also exhausted in many ways. And during that time, I learned about a book that's called Chase the Lion. It's by an author and pastor named Mark Batterson. And I have been reminded as I've been mentally preparing for this week's podcast, I keep seeing myself driving on a main road in getting close to the Delta area of Mississippi. I listened to this book repeatedly while I was traveling during that season because I I needed the encouragement to chase the lion. And in today's lesson, we're going to learn biblically where that title came from. It's so interesting looking back as I was thinking about it today. In my mind, I was chasing one lion. And it's not one that I ever caught. It's not one that ate me up. And it's not one that I caught. But oh, the lessons that I learned in the journey that help me each and every day. So we've been walking our way through 2 Samuel for a long time, I don't know, a year or so, in the life of King David of Israel. And today we come to verses 18 through 23 with a specific emphasis on 20 through 23. So David is reflecting on his life. And he's made it to a place where he talked about his three mightiest men 
and we talked about them last week. And we're about to get into the David's 30, which we will talk about next week. But we are doing the in-between. Because, and the thing is, if I had done this podcast before reading Chase the Lion and before reading In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day by Mark Batterson, I might not have paused and we might not have been doing this podcast today. Maybe they would have just been grouped in with the first three and I wouldn't have ever thought about this. But this text was one that changed the life of Mark Batterson and therefore has changed the life of at least tens of thousands, if not millions of people, because he did pursue his lion and has had the courage to continue to and to encourage others to do the same. I strongly encourage you to read both of those books. They're available through Hoopla, which is a free app that allows you to listen to and or read books. Let's listen to 2 Samuel 23, 20 through 24, with our emphasis on 20 through 23. Abishai, son of Zerariah, the brother of Joab, was the leader of the 30. He once used his spear to kill 300 enemy warriors in a single battle. It was by such feats that he became as famous as the three. Abishai was the most famous of the 30 and was their commander, though he was not one of the three. I stopped there. So last week I asked you, who are your three? Who are those three that are those ones that you could count on? And it might have been in different seasons of time. And then now we come to 20 through 23. There was also Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, a valiant warrior from Kabzeel. He did many heroic deeds, which included killing two champions of Moab. Another time on a snowy day, he chased a lion down into a pit and killed it. Once armed only with a club, he killed an imposing Egyptian warrior who was armed with a spear. Benaiah wrenched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with it. Deeds like these made Benaiah as famous as the three mightiest warriors. He was more honored than the other members of the 30, though he was not one of the three, and David made him captain of his bodyguard. That's a pretty high title when David was a warrior himself, and he had to have high respect for Benaiah to make him captain of his bodyguard. And so again, if I had read this passage and I'm sure I did read this passage before I read the books, I would have maybe noticed the phrase that says, another time on a snowy day, he chased a lion down into a pit and killed it. Or I may have just skimmed over that with all of the other mighty deeds that he did. But I don't skim over it anymore. 
Like what type of courage and or lack of mental health does it take to chase a lion anywhere? Unless they are harming someone. But I propose, and from all the other texts about Benaiah, he had just a level of courage that most of us don't even have any idea of how to understand. So I'm going to read you a few more texts about Benaiah, and then we're going to come back to this whole idea of the lion, because you and I more than likely are not going to chase a physical lion anytime soon. But we all have lions in our life. Some sort of personal goal. And so our weekly assignment is to spend some prayerful time determining your personal lion and how much you truly want to overcome it. Because it's one thing to know that there's a dream out there. It's another to have the courage to not only pursue, but to be willing to pursue with just abandon. 2 Samuel 20, verse 23 said, Now Joab was the commander of the army of Israel. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was captain of the king's bodyguard. Just as we saw in the other passage, that's just a confirmation that along with Joab, who was David's relative and had been the commander of his army, no matter what rottenness he did, but Naiah was the captain of the king's bodyguard. We have seen in, we've seen in throughout the life of David, when David's had challenges, that Benaiah was faithful. When Absalom came up against David and David thought that everybody had followed somebody else, Joab and Benaiah stood by his side. Then we have 1 Chronicles 27, 5 through 6. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada the priest, was commander of the third division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the third month. This was the Benaiah who commanded David's elite military group known as the 30. His son, Amizabad, was his chief officer. We again see just the responsibility that David had placed on this fella. And then we've got when David was trying to transition the kingdom over to Solomon, which we will be coming upon fairly soon, I wanted to read this to show you just where Benaiah fell in the order. Then King David ordered, Call Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah son of Jehoiada. When they come into the king's presence, the king said to them, Take Solomon and my officials down to the Gihon Spring. Solomon is to ride on my mule, there's Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet are to anoint him king of king over Israel. Blow the ram's horn and shout, long live King Solomon. Then escort him back here and he will sit on my throne. He will succeed me as king for I have appointed him to be the ruler over Israel and Judah. Amen. Benaiah 
son of Jehoiada, replied, May the Lord, the God of my Lord, the king, decree that it happen, and may the Lord be with Solomon as he has been with you, my Lord, the king, and may he make Solomon's reign even greater than yours. So Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, Benaiah son of Jehoiada, and the king's bodyguard took Solomon down to the Gihon spring with Solomon riding on King David's own mule. There Zadok the priest took the flask of olive oil from the sacred tent and anointed Solomon with the oil. Then they sounded the ram's horn and all the people shouted, Long live King Solomon. And all the people followed Solomon into Jerusalem, playing flutes and shouting for joy. The celebration was so joyous and noisy that the earth shook with the sound. So you can see how high up in the government that Benaiah was and how much David entrusted to him. And then we see in Solomon's reign, so King Solomon ordered Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, to execute him, and Adonijah was put to death. This is all in 1 Kings 2, kind of skipping through the verses of 25, 34 through 35, and 46. So 34, so Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, returned to the sacred tent and killed Joab, and he was buried at his home in the wilderness. Then the king appointed Benaiah to command the army in place of Joab, and he installed Zadok the priest to take the place of Abiathar. Then at the king's command, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, took Shimei outside and killed him. So the kingdom was now firmly in Solomon's grip. That was a whole lot of killing going on. I I mean, I, I get that. I get that. But sadly, it was what Solomon believed that he needed in order to rid the kingdom of those who would hinder what he knew God was calling him to do. And we know that Solomon had enough hindrances. He didn't need any more, sadly. So this crazy story, this crazy story about Benaiah, and we see all of his exploits and the fact that he was the commander of 24,000 men and then he was the commander of the 30 and and he was got, he was the bodyguard to David and then he was really right-hand man to Solomon like he had so much influence and you can tell from his prayer that he was a man of God as well. I mean, listen to that. May the Lord, the God of my king, Lord and King, decree that it happen, and may the Lord be with Solomon as he has been with you, my Lord the King, and may he make Solomon's reign even greater than yours. Like, Benaiah was strong in character. He was obviously strong in physical ability, but he was just courageous. Like, he... What kind of courage does it take to chase a lion down into a pit on a snowy day or on any day? And as I've been listening again to Chase the Lion, you know, we don't know the size of this lion, but even if it was a small lion other than a baby, which we know this story wouldn't have made it into scripture, if it was a baby lion, like what type of courage does it take to do that and to prevail like seriously what did he look like when he came out of that pit but you and I have our own lions 
not physical, at least not most of the time. But what is it with you? What's out there that it is going to take a God-sized dose of courage to ever achieve it, overcome it, conquer it? I don't know what mine is at this point. I'll be honest with you. When I was riding in Mississippi and I was listening to Chase the Lion and the stories, the stories. So, In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day was Batterson, I think it was his first book. And it's much shorter, but it just inspired so many people to courageous efforts and chase the lion. Inside of that book, you hear many, many, many stories of people who took that example of courage to heart and changed the world. It gets me so excited that I'm going to have to go back and listen to Chase the Lion again because every time that I listen to the stories, I come away with this extra dose. It's like I, I it's like getting some sort of shot that gives me adrenaline. But it reminds me of what can be accomplished by someone who takes God seriously and no matter what the lion may look like, they have the courage to not only face it, but to pursue it. What's your lion? And do you are you willing, I was going to say, do you have the courage, but are you willing to go to God and ask him to encompass you, endow you, what, however you want to look at it, with the courage, because the courage came from God. It didn't come from Benaiah mustering up. You know, by the time he had chased a lion, he had defeated the Egyptian, he had defeated those massive guys from Moab, and on and on and on the story goes, like working in King Solomon's kingdom was like a cakewalk because he had already overcome so many obstacles. What is your lion? And are you really ready to chase it? Because there's no reason to go into that pit if you are not prepared to give it all. But God gives us these God dreams. These, these visions of what he wants us to accomplish. And I, my fear is we're going to get to the end of our lives and realize that, yes, we made it safely, whatever that means. 
but we never risk anything for the cause of Christ. I don't know about you, but I have no want for that to be my storyline. Are you willing to sit down with the Lord, lay your heart and mind bare, lay your dreams at his feet, and allow him to birth in you a God-sized goal and the courage to pursue it? And maybe you'll be like me. And when you look back, you'll realize that, well, you didn't get the lion. But what did you learn about yourself and God in the process? How did the pursuit change you? I so look forward to hearing from you. I would love for you to reach out to me at encouragingothersinlovingjesus at gmail.com. And, and let me know what God's laying on your heart. And how I can pray for you toward that end. Or maybe you're somebody who has chased the lion. And you have seen God do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ask or imagine. I would love to hear your story. How much could it encourage others? You can post it in our Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus Facebook group. All you got to do is join. And I'm the one who approves. So... I think you're in, but let us know because just as I've been so inspired by the stories in Chase the Lion, including Mark Batterson's himself, how much might somebody else be encouraged to follow their God-sized dream because you showed courage, because you stepped out of that comfort zone and you truly trusted God to do what only God can do. Thank you for tuning in. At the very bottom of the show notes, you've got the QR code to the hidden episodes. Got the, the extra scriptures down there. Have the link to the Amazon audio versions of In a Pit with Lion on a Snowy Day and Chase the Lion. I do strongly encourage you. Uh, they are both read by the author. And I do believe that you will be encouraged to do much more than just hang out in your comfort zone. You can share this podcast with others. It is free for you to listen to. It is free for you to share. And I look forward to sharing with you next week a little more about the 30. There's one particular name in that 30 that breaks my heart. Let's see what God does with that list when it comes to you. And remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. Mm-hmm.